1: Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Stiles. I'm Tara Stiles. Welcome to the show. Yay. (laughs) All right. I get excited about myself. You got to, right? It just happened. So that's what it is. Anyway, I am excited about today's topic. Something Mike and I were chatting about a couple mornings ago. We've got a, a good routine going on this summer. I don't know how this happened, but... Daisy goes to bed kind of late, which is good for the summer. We keep European hours around here in Illinois. (laughs) And uh, we stay up late reading. I stay up late reading with her, practicing reading. And so she sleeps in a little bit, which is great. So Mike and I are up in the morning having coffee, talking about life, plans, next chapter stuff, strala, all the things, and just general topics. It just kind of happens. (laughs) We have our own little... Coffee talk in the morning. And we're watching our friend Adam Gordon, who has been a longtime friend, first of all, and real advisor and and supporter of Strala. He helped us get our first big kid studio space in Soho. I was renting month to month an old abandoned Crunch Gym room, if anybody remembers Crunch Gym in new york in the early 2000s there was a a pretty good gym vertical kind of many floors on broadway between Bleecker and houston and i actually did an ad for them i did this kind of ad for the for the gym in general it was called like pedicure tammy pedicure yoga with tammy <laughs> it wasn't a real thing but the ad was me kind of actually we shot it at this old um uh, nightclub called Lotus, because it had this cool wall, I suppose a photographer wanted. and it was just a picture of me doing a kind of wacky yoga move. and it was plastered all over <laughs> all over Manhattan. I had really no idea it was going to be used that widely. But it kind of was it was on postcards and flyers and a big poster in the gym, that kind of thing. And I got paid a little bit. It wasn't like a huge job for whatever reason, but I did ask for a membership <laughs> to the gym. So I got a membership along with this gig. And I think it was like a forever membership. I was like, yo, you need to uh hook me up with a gym membership. So I would go and and do little silly exercises that I could figure out like on the elliptical and these kinds of things and take fitness classes. And I took some yoga classes there, which was great. And that was kind of a time when there was a few interesting teachers that were nice. And that was the first time that I had met teachers that were nice, that said hello and goodbye before and after yoga class, which was kind of unheard of and and unfortunately still is. But I think we're all kind of collectively changing that. So that room held a lot of really great memories for me. I was in a lot of TV commercials at the time, and exploring yoga and kind of figuring out what that guy was going to do with my life, and I walked in to this class I would always go to. It was like on Sundays at four o'clock, and John C was the teacher. I have no idea what his last name was. If anybody knows John C, please send me his address or email. I'd love to send him a thank you <laughs> card for capturing my attention in such a healthy way. And he said, "Hey, you're in that PT Cruiser commercial." That's really cool. I said, oh, yeah, thanks. That's me. So that was nice. And that's really all it took. Someone just to say hi and be friendly to me and and inviting in this experience of yoga, which is so big, this self-discovery, this physical, mental, emotional, spiritual practice. So John C., you, you really, you completed me. <laughs> you complete me. I still think of you. So I went back to that space and I saw a sign literally outside that said for rent and they meant the whole building, but I called the number anyway. And I said, Hey, I'm interested in renting just that room for yoga classes. And the guy said, well, you can't have access to the bathroom. Uh, you can't have a real lease. Uh, and I said, okay, okay. He didn't think that I would keep saying, okay. And then he finally said, all right, fine. I'll give it to you. So we were there for a few months and. It was starting to be really cool. A lot of people would come, and then something kind of horrible happened, which was the guy that was renting it to me started renting it out to other people at nighttime for raves (laughs) and these kind of parties that would bring in their own ATM machines at night, so it was pretty horrible. They weren't using our room technically, but our room didn't have a lock on the door, so we would come in for the Saturday morning class after Friday night and the whole place would just stink cigarettes, beer cans, you know, people sleeping around and I don't know if what he was doing was legal or not but it really kicked me in the in the can a little bit to say we need <laughs> we need a proper space. So our friend Adam Gordon was coming at the time. He said, well, I have a little bit of connections in real estate. Let me see what I can do. I said, well, this is really nice. So he took us around and right across the street, 632 Broadway was this beautiful space. And the landlord said, I don't want a yoga studio here. Yoga people are stinky and gross and weird. And Adam knew how to work this guy's like, well, well, this girl, she, she's kind of a big deal. <laughs> she knows famous people She writes books. She has DVDs. It's not a stinky yoga studio. It's a very kind of classy operation. And he kind of talked me up a little bit and said what he thought this guy would want to hear. And it totally worked. So he gave us the lease. And we were in this space for a while. So Adam really helped us a lot. And Mike and I were listening to a podcast that Adam was featured in. And he was talking about his life, his work, his business, all of these cool things that he does. And the main thing that really struck me, it was a video too, which was cool, was how relaxed he was when he spoke. And he's just like that. He is calm. He's got a million things going on. He's always helping people. But he chooses, or maybe it's biological. I don't know. It's hard to really know these things for sure. But he, he does not carry extra tension and stress in his body. And I thought that was really cool, especially for a dude kind of talking. It was a very dudely industry podcast about um, restaurant business and, and supply chain and things like that. It's one of the things that he's, he's doing. And m- so Mike and I were talking about stress and whether it's a choice or a practice or all of these things. And I mean, these are kind of the way our conversations go in the morning. And I was saying, because Mike doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts, and I said, well, I think it's really funny. There's all these bro podcasts, right? (laughs) And they're obsessed with productivity, which is fine. Productivity is cool, but they're obsessed with it in this very aggressive way where it's sort of like bash everything, productivity rules. It's sort of a worship of productivity in this way where stress comes along with it. And obviously that's hilarious to me, practicing yoga and Tai Chi in these East Asian arts literally show us that the reality is when you carry extra tension, extra force, extra, uh, extra bro, <laughs> when you carry extra bro in you, you are holding yourself back from actual productivity. (laughs) So this is why it's funny. You've got these, Oh bro productivity, but they're doing the opposite. They're still moving forward supposedly in their own mind, but they're, they're actively holding themselves back. It's like
0: trying to drive a car in neutral kind of a thing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better. Well,
1: Mike and I, of course, are talking about this from the perspective of what's real, you know, use what you need, rest what you don't, take into account the whole big picture of your life, and I just thought it was kind of interesting from the conversation that's happening now that I hear a lot of, that kind of gets categorized as feminine energy, and then this masculine energy is this very, like, productive, do the things, eat very carefully and, and time everything out exactly and get this much sleep and read this, these amount of books and all these things. Yeah. And to me, that's not productive, again, because it's it's fighting yourself. It's aggressive. It's, it's doing things because they're things to do, not because they're the right things to do. And it just becomes super humorous. And... On the other side of it, it's use what you need, rest what you don't. Do the things, but do them in a way where you're almost not doing them. You're only doing what you need, which in reality is using yourself really well. Conservation of energy. So that practice of using what you need, resting what you don't when you're doing something easy or when you're doing something challenging and everywhere in between is actually freeing up your actual potential, your creativity, your big picture ideas, your physical stamina, your relationship to stress changes completely. Things are hard, but they don't bother you in this bothering won't leave you alone kind of way that stress and anxiety tend to feel. And so we're talking about that. And I said, well, that kind of is reality. That's how everything works. But that gets categorized as feminine feminine energy. And it's kind of hard for me to say because <laughs> I get kind of riled up about it. And I said, well, it's kind of funny. You know, people might categorize you in a feminine or masculine way. But really, it's sort of. Like this idea of success. You have your things that you're doing and you're happy with your life, hopefully, and then it's up to everybody else to decide, oh, they're successful, they're not successful. Up to everybody else to kind of gossip about you in a way. So we started thinking about this masculine and feminine energy as a way to leave it up for other people to decide. And I think this is a really kind of fun thing I wanted to throw out to all of you When you work in a way with yourself where you're moving a bit more toward balance. So if you have that bro, that bro, that bro energy of uh, forcing everything, and we all do, right? That's why it's funny because we all can relate. Bring yourself back towards center more. Let your breath move you more. Do the things that are reality more. And... They're not feminine things. They're the way the world works. I think it's kind of interesting that that's lumped into culturally speaking about feminine energy is just the way the world works, but it's sort of, you know, on one side. And then the masculine is on the other side. Well, maybe the masculine we've got a little bit wrong as push, force, and struggle is not masculine. It's just wasting your energy. And maybe we're relating this sort of hyper productivity in a positive way when it's really just wasting your energy. And maybe we're relating this productivity with rest, with renewal, with using what you need, resting what you don't, conservation of energy. We're saying that's feminine energy when in reality, it's just how things work. (laughs) So I wanted to kind of throw that out today to see how you relate to that And to maybe give a bit of a suggestion or offering to work on bringing yourself into balance and seeing how that feels and not worrying so much about hyper productivity or hyper rest and relaxation or really categorizing yourself so much as feminine energy and masculine energy? What about just good energy, useful energy, positive energy? And we're all so unique and carrying so many different variations of who we are. That's our self, our expression, our creativity, our productivity, our real self in a way. But we don't need to, at least in my thinking of this, concern ourselves with that. It's more interesting to concern yourself with finding that balance. Are you using what you need and resting what you don't? Are you too relaxed? Is it hard to get up and motivate yourself? Or are you hyper, uh ah, out all the time? Whether you're a girl or a guy or anywhere in between, it doesn't matter. What are you doing? Concerning yourself with you and your energy, your practice, your balance. I just think that that's something pretty cool to talk about because I do see, and I know we all kind of see this if you're looking at things in the world and listening to things in the world, is this, again, hyper almost polarization of masculine and then feminine. And maybe we can relax a little bit about that, focus on ourselves, focus on Energy and balance and using yourself for good, feeling better and doing better, all of those things. And it's important to practice every day. (laughs) That's why practice is so good because you see immediately where your imbalances are. You see immediately what's tight, what's too loose, what needs to be brought back into focus, what's holding tension, where is holding tension physically, mentally, emotionally. And when you use your practice as a tool, not just to exercise and go through the motions and to stay physically fit, but include your whole self in that movement to notice what's going on with you, to notice where your habits are, are you broing out (laughs) or are you not giving enough energy to what you're doing? And there's so much to explore in that that is you, that is unique, that is incredible, that is really a, a solid, dependable path to your creativity, your inspiration, your well-being, so many of the things that we actually want, your big picture, your relationship to yourself, how you feel about things. Pretty cool. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out today. Let me know how this goes for you. Feel free to leave a comment here if you're listening or watching where comments are, or come at me on social, (laughs) come at me on Strala Home, comment here, comment there, comment everywhere. (laughs) Feel free to come and practice with us on Strala Home if you're not already a member That's a wonderful way to support the work that we're doing and also obviously support yourself, your own well-being, your own connection. We have daily practices. We believe in them because they work. Got to practice every day. It's not a once a week thing. You don't need a rest day from taking care of you or investigating in yourself or maintaining or checking in. That's an everyday thing, just like drinking water don't want to skip a day from that. So don't skip a day with your practice. So come join us on Strala Home, the Strala Yoga app. Let us know if you need any extra help becoming a member. We're happy to help you. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for sharing your practice on the app. That's how we grow, which is really cool. It's what keeps Mike and I using our energy to do good things instead of using our energy to be in ad meetings and try to trick people into subscribing through fear tactics, which everybody else seems to do, (laughs) which we're just completely not interested in. So we're really grateful to be doing these things with you. We're really feeling lucky about that. Always believing in a better way. If you don't, Think things are good how they are, you can do something about it. And that's something I've really learned to create my own way, create my own opportunity, create my own way of helping other people. And you don't need to worry about whether that's big or small or helping one person or helping a million. You just need to do it. (laughs) And then everything seems to support that positive action over time. And you need your energy to do this. This is why this is important. (laughs) This is why daily practice is important. So big hugs. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for practicing with us.
0: And see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.